This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're now listening to Boomsies with Dan O'Toole on the Bet Rivers Network. Wait, what's this? A Boomsies on a Monday? Yes, guy. Use with permission. It's a it's a fun day Monday, Boomsies. We figured that uh, once Boomsies rolled out on Wednesday, a lot of the stuff we've been sitting on. The juicy stuff had lost its juice. It was dry meat by that time. So like, we need to get it out on a Monday. So it's the fun day Monday, boomsies edition. Uh, to get your week started. for To help you hit the reset button. I hit the reset button again this morning. Because I opened a cupboard and a bottle of olive oil. Fell out, knocked over a cat dish, and then I had a fight with the cupboard and uh, broke a piece of it off. And then got my F-bombs out of the way, literally hit the reset button, cranked the music. Let's let's restart this. That's what this is going to do for you. Whenever I hear hit the reset button, I always think of my buddy Steve Webb when he was in uh, a promo for NHL coverage on a uh, on a TV station in Canada. He was standing at the photocopier. And I think it's John Beliveau was in the commercial with him. And Webby's got all his full equipment on. He's got his hockey gloves. And he's like trying to figure out the the photocopier. And they say, hey, Webby, hit the reset button. So that's what we did here. Well, that's what I did. And that's what we're doing now. On the fun day, Monday, Boomsies. Myself and Z Money, producer Tim. We're going to recap the uh, the biggest stories from the weekend. Uh, so why don't we dive right in, guys? All right. Well, let's start with uh, some baseball news. Fred McGriff was selected as the newest member of the Baseball Hall of Fame on Sunday. So McGriff was a unanimous choice among the 16 members of the inaugural Contemporary Baseball Era Committee, which is uh, eight candidates which is considered a ballot of eight candidates whose contributions to the game took place after 1980. So Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, Kurt Schilling denied entry again. Dan, do you think these guys are ever getting into the Hall of Fame? Let's focus on the Fred McGriff. Will that, the Bonds, Schilling stuff. Schilling's never getting in because he pissed off all the writers. He said it was political. <laughs> and then, yeah, he's never getting in. Bonds, maybe. Bonds has a case because before he started taking steroids and his head grew to the size of a pumpkin, he was a good baseball player. He just became really good on steroids. 
in an era where everyone was taking them. But Fred McGriff, I, I saw a funny tweet. Someone said, uh, I think it was batting stance guy uh, who uh, reenacts all the batting stances from every baseball player. And he said, here's the cap that Fred McGriff will be wearing into Cooperstown. And it was the Tom Omansky baseball skills video cap. Because <laughs> Fred is in that video. Uh, isn't it great that we witness? Well, Z-Money, you're too young to have witnessed the greatness of Fred McGriff as a Toronto Blue Jay. But that stance, it was one of a kind. Played a stellar first base. Tim. Your memories of Fred McGriff as a Blue Jay. I just always thought he had like the coolest swing and stand. Like when he hit, he'd hit a bomb and he just looked very cool doing it. Like it I would nothing. describe that as effortless. Nonchalant almost. So Fred McGriff, let's see his best season here as a Toronto Blue Jay. 36 bombs in 1989. First full season with the team was in 1987. So he was with the Jays, started there. That's where he cut his teeth. And then he really made a name for himself uh, with the Braves. And then the the entire thing of the actual hat he will wear into the Cooperstown Baseball Hall of Fame will be of much debate. Jays fans want him to wear Jays hat. I think he'll probably go in as a Brave. Thoughts. Well, he doesn't get a choice anymore, right? It's done. The committee decides or the, the hall of fame decides which hat they wear now. Right. Really? Yeah. Cause remember like Wade Boggs, like went in as a Tampa Bay Ray or whatever. And he, I guess the team had paid him a lot of money to go in as a Tampa Bay Ray. So they changed the name or they changed the, uh, uh, okay. I they see, changed I the see process. That. I think. Because I think because Gary Carter went in as an expo and not a Met, right? And that was not his decision. He wanted to go in as a Met. He spent the same amount of time with the Braves and with the Jays. He also spent time with the Padres, uh, the Cubbies. He was with the Dodgers in two thousand three. Do you do you go in as the team you cut your teeth with, where you made a name for yourself? Or at the the pinnacle of your career, which was his time in Atlanta. Anyway, uh, that's for the Cooperstown folks to decide. I went to Cooperstown once. It is amazing. If you ever get a chance. It's in the middle of nowhere. Uh, but it was the best sports hall of fame I've ever been in. The Hockey Hall of Fame. You go into it and you're like... Is there more stuff here? And we're in a mall. Cooperstown is not in a mall. The Hockey Hall of Fame, and it still boggles the mind of those who have been to it and those who go to it for the first time. Well, I guess you would have been to it in either of those categories. That you go down an escalator and it's in the basement of a mall. Cooperstown, it's a standalone venue. Remember when the Hall of Fame, Hockey Hall of Fame didn't have a home and it was like a traveling road show, which was kind of neat because it went to towns all across Canada. So they pull up a tractor trailer, Hall of Fame's hip, cab's a hip, 
So the Hall of Fame would be in your town for a week. Ah, those were the days. Okay, so Fred McGriff, Cooperstown. This is amazing. Uh, Barry Bonds, when is he off the ballot? Do we know I think this? He's off the main ballot now. That's why he was on. Oh, he, the, so he's a write-in vote now. Well, no, this is the this is this group that selected McGriff is a new group for the Hall of Fame. Oh, I don't so know they how picked, it works, Tim. Well, they have the Veterans Committee that finds people that got overlooked in voting and then puts them in, but it's usually like decades later. This group is meant to find those people, but more recently. Yeah, from ah, forward. The needle in the haystack group. Just anyone who may have gotten overlooked. Just maybe they were in a group when they were eligible. They were eligible with a whole bunch of really good players and they got right. overlooked or something. Okay, so it's uh, the cleanup crew. I like it. And they hey, found Freddie. When you were in Cooperstown, did you go on the that trolley that goes around town? I did not see a trolley. Oh, there's I was like. There, um, maybe I wasn't there in trolley season. It was not trolley time. When I was at Cooperstown. Because when I went, they had like auxiliary parking lots. Instead of parking downtown, you had to park in one of these parking lots. And then a trolley would come and take you around town. And you get off either at the Hall of Fame or at a restaurant or wherever you're going. And if you take that trolley around, like that whole town just revolves all around Cooperstown. It's kind of bizarre. I was there in non-peak uh, season. I was there the first week of school. Uh, so... I believe we were the, the only ones there. We thought it was closed because there was not a soul in sight. So go in non-peak season. Don't go in the middle of the summer. Uh, go in kids are in school because you have the place to yourself and you get to just try on all the gear. You, you put on Babe Ruth's glove. You put on his jersey. I don't know if we were supposed to do that, but we did. What's next in the news on this uh, fun day Monday? Well, here's a good one from the weekend. Uh, Coach Prime, which is, in fact, how he prefers to be addressed. Uh, Deion Sanders uh, was introduced as the, officially introduced as the new head coach of Colorado on Sunday, and he made uh, quite the first impression. Uh, he arrived and made it clear that his son, who is his quarterback at Jackson State, is now going to be his quarterback at Colorado. And then he addressed the players and said, when I get here, it's going to be changed. So y'all want to get ready to go ahead and jump in the portal and do whatever you're going to get because if more of you jump in, the more room you make. Basically telling them all, if you don't want to be here, get the hell out. And, uh, and that's the message that needs to be delivered. This program has not been good. I'm changing everything. We aren't, we aren't reviving a sinking ship. We're replacing the ship, and we're going in a different ocean. So if you don't want to be on this ship, get out. I love this message. Uh, we've discovered in our, our talks before this uh, Fun Day Monday podcast that producer Tim has a real hate on for Deion Sanders. I love the man. He was a dual sport athlete. The guy played in the World Series and he won a Super Bowl. Not in the same year, but he played against the Blue Jays in the 92 World Series. Uh, also, Here's a little fun fact for you. Do you know that his last professional team was the Toronto Blue Jays? He signed a minor league contract with the Jays. 
And so he was playing for Syracuse, his last professional baseball game. He hit a solo home run for Syracuse against the Toledo Mudhens. And then he and then he went to uh, the Washington football team, a different name at that time. And he said, guys, I'm uh, I'm just going to focus on football now. He would often explain football's my wife. Baseball is my mistress. The fact that he played two pro sports makes him an all time great. The way he walks with swagger, the way he carries himself. If I had a son on that football team, I would be overjoyed. They get to learn from a man who doesn't talk the talk. He walked the walk. Imagine having Dion giving you a pep talk. And at his old school, he donated half his salary to go towards the sports facilities. So he's not in it for the money. He's getting a big pay raise in Colorado. But the man is committed to helping those that are following up in his footsteps. So he's delivering a message despite Tim's. I, I, I hate a strong word. Despite Tim's extreme dislike of him. I remember the 92 World Series. That's why. Also, he was out at second. Oh, that was the uh, the Kelly. He was the guy at second that Kelly Gruber tagged on the foot. Uh, yeah, unless, you know, I'm losing it in my old age. I thought that was him at second. So if there is video, if there was video review, yes, that was a triple play. Dion or uh, uh, Devon White with the catch in center should have been a triple play. Didn't matter anyway. Didn't matter. They still won. By the way, Tim, 92-93, Jay's back-to-back World Series. When I now try to uh, think back to it, I'm starting to realize that was a long time ago. That was 30, that was 30 years ago. Yeah, that's what they did the anniversary this year. 30 at the, years. At the Rogers. So that stadium's freaking old. They're ripping out all the seats at the Rogers Center. It's still a concrete block. They just missed the window. They just missed it. Because I believe Camden came in the next year and they're like, oh, we're going to build ballparks that are like ballparks. The Jays were high tech. They were the talk of the town for one year. Just missed it. It's not their fault. They, we need a dome stadium in Canada. We need it. But that was a long time ago. Deion Sanders. Love this hire by Colorado. All right, next up is a feel-good story from Brandon, Manitoba, where uh, four members of the Wheat Kings were able to de-escalate a potential suicide attempt. So last week, four members of the Wheat Kings were uh, driving on a highway when they saw a man who was standing in between bridges. The players pulled a U-turn, approached the man, and asked how he was feeling, and they found out he was in distress. So this is a quote from Calder Anderson, one of the players. Uh, I got out of the car and asked him if he was okay. He informed me that things weren't going great for him and he was having some pretty bad thoughts. So I asked if we could get some help and he agreed. The biggest thing in that situation is just to ask the person if they need help. 
And as soon as I asked, you could see the relief on his face knowing he had someone to care for him. So police showed up, de-escalated the situation, got him out of there. Uh, he was taken to the hospital for treatment, and he, uh, he appears to be doing fine at this point. And that's the biggest takeaway is they asked him if he needed help. The guy was dealing with a situation. We've all had situations in our life where you say to yourself, I, there's no fixing this. This is insurmountable. But every problem is going to get fixed. This too shall pass. My mom always said that growing up. And guess what it does? Time heals a lot of things. Like that incident this morning with the freaking olive oil falling down and the cat food. In that moment, I would have lit fire to the house. (laughs) But I've now got the tools. Before I had a toolbox with no tools in it. No tools. Now I have the tools to realize, okay, this day is not lost. This situation, we can overcome this. You get fired from your job. Okay. Yeah, you can have a pity party. But this too shall pass. It's going to be okay. Every problem will get fixed. And if if you're having problems, figuring out how to fix it, ask for help. It's as simple as that. And that's sometimes the toughest thing you can ever do is asking for help. So good on the brand of Wheat Kings that we now have uh, a society where you have the wherewithal to say, holy that guy's something's going on there. Let's let's go uh, see what's happening. And I think a lot of people are starting to realize that now that everyone is going through something. I was at the grocery store the other day. and. It was, yeah, you feel bad for the the people checking you out. And I could tell this woman was having a tough day. And um, so she scans all our stuff through and she said, do you have air miles? And I I didn't hear her really. And I'm I'm like, I got my air miles. Do you guys still take air miles? Because a lot of the grocery stores got rid of them. She goes, yeah, I just asked for it. I'm like, okay. I could tell walking up, she was going through something. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I just, I don't know. So many cards. I want to get my air miles points. And then, uh, and then I said to her, I hope you're, I hope you have a great evening. Then she kind of dismissed that. And then I said, thank you again. I'm just be nice to people. That's my motto in life. Because if you're nice to everyone, if someone comes back to you and say, oh, you are to me once that's bullshit because I'm not a to people. So she finally did a little reset and she's like, thank you. You have a great night too. And then her mood changed immediately. So just be cognizant of everyone's struggles. They aren't as clear as what the branding Wheat Kings ran into with that gentleman in distress. And realize that if you got a problem, If you got olive oil falling from the sky, it's going to fix itself. I was ready. If the, if the humane society came up to the cats, didn't even do anything. And I'm like, these cats, 
these cats, the, the Humane Society rolled up at that moment. You got any cats for us? I'm like, here, two, take them. But I, I hit the Webby reset button and we figured it out. Well, after uh, after that story, this this story kind of just rolls right in. Uh, a Mississippi man has been arrested after he bit off another man's nose after the two men got into an argument about their golf game. After finishing their round of golf earlier in the day, the two continued to argue until it culminated in the biting in a casino parking lot. Uh, if found guilty, the man faces seven years in prison. No mention if alcohol was involved, but I'm going to go ahead and say yes. A hundred percent. Are there details? Was money on the line? Because that's that's the only explanation. There is no justification for biting off a man's nose. But if there was money on the line, I know how that would escalate. The guy said, hey, you cheated. No, I didn't. Give me a hundred bucks. F you. You cheated. But that is some close combat. How you get how would you do that if you had him in a headlock? No, then you got the top of his head there. I guess if you push him to the ground, pin him down, and then bite the nose off. Is the man who had the the nose bitten off okay? I, I have no more details than what I gave you. Okay, well, this this gentleman has serious rage issues. That need to be addressed. And there was a golf course at the casino. There's another recipe. Maybe they came straight from the casino and said, let's continue this bet outside on the golf course. Don't let your golf end in violence. Don't take golf as seriously as these gentlemen. Worst I've ever seen on the course is... uh, a friend hitting up into someone where these people were on the green. It was a par four. So if someone's on the green, if you don't know golf, you can hit off the tee box because you won't hit them. So he he hit a very good drive, hit it within 20 yards of the green. And these guys parked their golf cart in the wrong place. Ball rolls up under it. And, uh, the guys came back and said, you, you hit into us. I think my buddy said like, yeah, if you knew how to golf, your cart wouldn't be here. And the guy's like, oh, what are you, you, you can't hit. He says, it's a par four. You're on the green. What are you going to do about it? And then the guys, they, uh, it was a father son duo. I don't think the round went well because we witnessed it all day. I believe their scores would have been around 135, 135. And if they, that's how you get a nose bitten off. If those guys claim they shot like an 87, there's going to be an appendage. Is a nose an appendage? Tim, is a nose an appendage? For the purposes of this podcast, I'm going to say yes. Okay, so if, if those guys claim to have shot in the 80s, then yes noses would have been lost and it was almost lost because my buddy would have punched it off but it didn't come to blows we were all level-headed and we went our separate ways never to see each other again
All right, our last story for this uh, for this po- podcast is a it's a fun day. It's the fun day Monday. Fun day Monday. It's a Drake related story. So he bought his good friend DJ Khaled, who turned forty seven, some luxury toilets. Now the I believe it's Toto toilets. Toto, yeah. These range for around twenty thousand dollars a piece, and Drake gave him four. So just to go over some of the features of this toilet, there's UV light cleaning system. Remote controlled, it's remote control operated. There's an automatic toilet seat opener and closer. There's a built-in nightlight, uh, built-in air deodorizer, heated seats, and a bidet. Now, one of the toilets that Drake gifted to DJ Khaled is being saved as a Drake-only toilet. So Drake has his own toilet now at DJ Khaled's house. DJ Khaled, uh, when you send when you send someone toilets, are you sending? Is that a message? Like, clean your shit up, literally. I know several people with Toto Toilets. The starter range Toto Toilet is about 4500 I don't know why you would want the 20 Well, like, if you've got money, why not? But the standard one has the heated seat. It has all the buttons. It has the bidet. That's what Toto's known for. Here's my question. The Toto toilet owners that I know, those Totos are in their ensuite washrooms. I have never been offered the chance to use it, nor would I for the dirty deed. Because I'm home hotel. That's it. Nowhere else. I My body knows how to work. Some people... Have tummy issues? I get it. You can't do that. I can. But I used a Toto toilet while we were in Seoul, South Korea, our last night before we left to come home to Canada after the Pyeongchang Olympics. And I didn't want to leave my hotel room. I sat on that toilet for about an hour. It is heaven. It cleans you in places you didn't know were there. But 20 grand, DJ Khaled. Another one? Is that his line? (laughs) That's what, oh, that's what it says. So when he drops a deuce in there, it goes, another one. DJ Khaled. That's why it cost 20 grand, because it came with the DJ Khaled remix. And how how often is Drake at his house that he needs his own toilet? And how many shits is he taking at DJ Khaled's? DJ Khaled, clean up your menu and get some more food that works with Drake's digestive system. And then he doesn't need to have his own toilet there. DJ Khaled and Drake. I, I get what, the feeling, I get the feeling that DJ Khaled could possibly just destroy one of those toilets. It just overwhelm it. The technology just starts going on bonkers, crazy. It's not working anymore because it just can't handle what he's serving. Oh, it can handle it. Maybe that's why they had to get the reinforced. That's what twenty grand gets you—the reinforced toilet. 
I just, uh, I want to get on Drake's Christmas list. Because, uh, seems like he gets some nice presents. Better than the presents going on around here. Uh, what's in the cupboard? Ah, canned beets. Merry Christmas. By the way, real quick. New air fryer tip. My buddy gave this to me. Peel some beets, cut them up like chips, olive oil, salt, put those beets sliced up into the air fryer. You got beet chips. Sounds gross. Delicious. I'm not a beet guy. I've never been a beet guy. Now I'm a beet guy. Just a a taste that you would not expect. It tastes like a chip and it's healthy for you. Beet chips, try it. Thanks to Danimal for giving me that suggestion. Do uh do air fried beet chips still turn your uh is it your urine red or is it your your bowel your bowel movements red like regular beets? DJ Khaled! I never checked him. I did not have uh red urine. Or red anything else. There was no red coming out of this body, which is always a great health indicator. So I passed that test. Thanks for joining us for uh, Monday Fun Day. We uh, we start our week off right. We'll see you again Wednesday for our usual time on Boomsies. Until then, as my grandfather said, keep it between the fences. Welcome to Boomsies with Dan O'Toozy. Live from Orno in the heart of Ontario. Oh, baby, Boomsies. Thanks for listening to Boomsies.